Uh, yes. Uh, Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. Chapter 13, <gasps> witchy number. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to my drink-along audiobook, Magenta is the Warmest Colour. Now, before we begin today's cocktail... Bernard, do the thing. Uh, oh, yes, yes. yes. Cocktail time. Cocktail time. Cocktail time. Cocktail time. Is a Karen surprise. Very, very topical. Yes. So this is one of those cocktails you have to sift the curdles out of. It's half a pint of peach liqueur, a hefty dash of homemade gin, and a pint of almond milk. And let me tell you, it is absolutely... Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, God. Oh, oh! I can't ingest this. Oh, it smells like bleach. Oh, no. Who the hell thought this was a good idea? Bernard! Why what? am I drinking this? What? This will never do. Oh, I shouldn't have to put up with this level of service. Well, you, you made it, dear. There's no, no point complaining to me. Well, someone's got to take responsibility, haven't they? Yeah, well, you don't have to drink it if you don't want to. Bernard, don't assault me with facts. Oh. God. All right. Let's get on with it. Oh, before I begin the audiobook, there's a bit more admin. I've had some emails from listeners wanting me to help them with their sad little lives. Oh, in yes. My... Yes, yes, because I ask, I ask, don't I, Bernard? You do, yes. Yes, so I've been asking you all to send in your emails, and you have. Be very careful what you wish for, that's all I'll say. So the first one, this is from a lady from Norfolk. So we're already off to a bad start. All right, let's read it. Not all of it. I do have a book I'm supposed to be reading. Right, here we go. I do hope you're listening, my dear, whose letter this is. I'm not going to say your name because I don't want you to, to be too embarrassed. And it's very embarrassing what I'm about to read. I mean, she might not be listening. That's the thing. She's a woman on the edge, Bernard. She's probably living in the woods and eating her own shoes for sustenance by now. Oh, good Lord. Poor loss. Uh, well, 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 let's hear what she has to say then. Well, she says, Dear Madam Magenta, you mystical marvel. She's not wrong. Oh. Am I being contacted by a perversely annoyed... Contacted? Did I say that strangely? No. Good. <laughs> contacted by a perversely annoying spirit of the automobile world. Well, what is this? Like, Herbie's... Herbie's new adventure. Yes, Herbie goes nuts, or Herbie whatever the film is. is. Mm. Yes. For weeks now, my rear window wipers in my car. Oh, then she goes off on a tangent about her rear end. So I think you know what? I think there's a question beneath the question here. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. So she wanted to ask one thing, but then she got embarrassed, so she's pretending it's about automobiles. Oh, I see, so she's trying to cover it up. Yes. Or, well, what does she say? Anyway, she says... Anyway, my window wipers keep wiping, despite me trying every setting on the car. Tell me, Madam Magenta, will this torture end? Desperate in Norfolk. Well, desperate in Norfolk, separate to, to the actual problem, isn't it? That's a problem in itself. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to do bibliomancy again. Last week we used a biography of Maggie Smith, and it was freakishly accurate. She was genuinely magic, wasn't she? Genuinely magic? terrifying. So yes. we're going to use that again. So... Bernard, explain bibliomancy while I get Maggie. Uh, well, we, we, what you do is you ask a very specific question uh, and then you turn to... Uh, uh, you, you choose a, a number at random and then you turn to that page of a book and then you choose another number at, at random and then you go to that line on the page and that supposedly will, will give you the answer. Yes, and sometimes the whole paragraph, as we proved with um, Maggie. Yes. You know, sometimes all of it's freakishly accurate to the problem. All right, so... 
I'm not even sure what the question is, but never mind. Give me a number. Maybe it's to do with, with windscreen automobiles, rear wipers automobile and, so on, and rear ends. Yes. Yes. So let's have uh, sixty-four. Sixty-four. Yes. Yes. And another number. Uh, five. Five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> God. Oh dear. Oh, Maggie always delivers. Five. This was another Binky Vision project <laughs> in which Maggie plays Rose, a Cockney prostitute who steals the heart of a young boy starved of affection at home. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, well, well. Every line is a treasure. Sorry, star- so starved of affection. So this at was home. another Binky Vision. Binky Vision's in quotation marks, as if we're supposed to understand. We, well, of course, we, we all know what Binky Vision is. Don't Binky we? Vision project. So uh, Maggie played Rose, a Cockney prostitute who stole the heart of a young boy starved of affection at home. So, all right, let's try and link this to the question. So sometimes, um, well, all the time, uh, fortune-telling requires a lot of interpretation. They don't just give you the answers. No, it has to be cryptic as hell. All right, so, binky vision. Let's ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Cockney prostitute. So perhaps it's the ghost in her windscreen wipers of a cockney prostitute yes. named Rose. Rose. I mean, that does sound like the kind of ghost you get, doesn't well, it? Well, they always seem to be these sort of like tragic Victorian Yes, characters. you never get a middle manager, do you? No, no, you don't, no. No. So there we go, my dear. You're being haunted by a cockney prostitute uh, who wants uh, the affection of a young boy. So if you have one... Uh, Get him to show some uh, affection to the windscreen wiper. To the car? Yes. Yes. Well, that sounds dodgy as hell, doesn't it? it sounds like the sort of thing you might... The neighbours might start to wonder what's going on. No, no, if he just gives it a wipe or something. What, afterwards? No, God! (laughs) Bernard... Oh, I see. We, 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 Give we it weren't... a white part. I'm not talking auto-eroticism. Oh, oh, that's a, that's <laughs> a rather clever pun <laughs> you did. Auto-eroticism. Quite proud of that. Yes, well done. All right. Okay, well, I hope we've answered your question, solved your problem, my dear. Desperate in Norfolk. Yeah, not half. Just having it off with cars. That's how desperate she is. Let's get on with my book. All right. So where were we up to? Can you give a brief uh, um, summary of uh, what's happened in the story so far, Bernard? Uh, yes. Well, uh, so 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 uh, you you and Derek have arrived in Switzerland. And who's Derek? Uh, Derek is uh, your dead ex-husband, That's you see, right. and he needs uh, he needs you to to sell his last remaining possessions and give the money to charity to earn him some points so that he can he can uh, get to heaven or get, get a better deal yes, in the afterlife. Yes, it's very logical, very, yes. very understandable. And, right. and so you've just arrived, but you, we've just had the revelation that the plan has changed. And in fact, you, you, you're not going to attempt to break into the bank yourself. He's just said very mysteriously, we're going to resurrect Derek. That was well remembered, my dear. Well. I couldn't remember that. There you go. Paying attention, aren't you? I was. Right, let's get on with it. Musical flourish. Here we go. Chapter 10, by my reckoning. Right. I'm sat in my functional beige room at the Hotel Cuckoo Clock, texting Bernard. I've just had a shower and drank the contents of the tea and coffee train in an attempt to sober... Actually, I've done this. You've read this chapter already. (laughs) All right, let's skip ahead. Oh, yes, here we go. Chapter 11. (laughs) That's the one. Right. But that's you! 
I'm speaking at this point. But that's you, I say. You're Derek Mullinger. What do you mean we're going to resurrect you? I'm not doing voodoo, Derek. Derek huffs. I'm not suggesting that. Oh, I deflate a bit. No voodoo, then. You would have looked a bit rough after 20 years anyway, I say to him, especially as we cremated you. The mention of voodoo is making me think, though. Why did Derek boost my esoteric powers in the first place? So that I can communicate with him more effectively? But if Derek is so powerful that he can even move furniture, surely he could have communicated with the old, minimal-powered me. So what was the point? I decide not to ask. I can't be bothered with another verbal tussle, and in fact, while I've been dwelling on the reason for my new abilities, he's been explaining this resurrection plan, and I haven't listened to a word of it. Whoops! I blame the drink and herbal remedies. I've noticed in the past that when combined, they have the strange effect of making my inner monologue deafening. It sort of drowns out everything else. And that's how we're going to do it, Derek concludes triumphantly. He's even drawn diagrams on napkins. He looks at me expectantly. Um, can you repeat that? I missed a bit, I say. What do you mean you missed a bit? What bit? Well, you know, could you just sketch out the rough shape of the plan for me again? Uh, So I know that I've got it absolutely clear in my head. Derek glares at me suspiciously and then acquiesces. I must listen properly this time. The trouble is, I'm in the habit of switching off during sessions with my clients. They tend to babble on about their problems for most of their allocated time. So in actual fact, I do about 10 minutes of fortune telling and 50 minutes of sympathetic nodding. I'm a therapist, really, a supremely disinterested one. But the number of times I've been told what a wonderful listener I am, what a comforting presence I am, how attentive, when in actual fact I sit inside my own skull deciding what to have for dinner or fantasizing I'm a werewolf. That's an old favorite of mine. There's been many a time when I've been so deeply absorbed that I've inadvertently growled. Luckily, my clients are so self-absorbed, they think I'm reacting to what they're telling me. And then we're home and dry, Derek concludes. Again, oh, shit sticks. Oh, right, I say slowly, desperately eyeballing the napkins for clues. But there's nothing on them. What the hell? They had Derek's scribbles all over them two seconds ago. I look up. Derek is holding a semi-transparent pen. Ugh, brilliant. Some kind of ghost ink. Fat lot of good, that is. We better go get you some hair dye and a suit, Derek says, rubbing his hands together. Hair dye? I open my mouth to protest, but then shut it again. I'll just go along with it for now. I'm sure I'll figure it out. And that's the end of the chapter. That's rather short, that one, isn't it? It is, but we did quite a lot of um, fortune telling. Stuff at the beginning. Well, you could leave it there. Well, we could add, we could finish with some of your music, Bernard, from when you were in the Insensitives, that group. Oh, God. Do we have to do that? There's a little burst of that, oh, so people know how talented you are. Yeah, well, more, more of that, 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 that song, The Leave This Place Behind Me, again. Yes, why not? Which also, also, matter of fact, is being used in that um, audio drama, isn't it? Oh, yes, they, they picked it up. Yes. So, it's the first bit of PRS royalties I've had for years. Nobody knows what PRS is, darling. No, well, it's... it's no one's interested. So the audio drama is called Mockery Manor, and uh, I haven't listened to a word of it. Anyway, they're using Bernard's music in it, so uh, have a listen to that. Oh, and subscribe to my channel, and leave a bloody review. All right, only a positive one. All right.
Bye now. Hello, everyone. It's Bernard again here. Um, Magenta's actually gone, so since she's not here, I thought I'd be a little bit, little bit naughty, a little bit cheeky, and instead of playing that song from my past, I thought I'd play a little bit of Magenta's past. So here's a little clip of her when she went on the radio to talk to Arthur Smith. So here it is, a little snippet from the archives. I'm very excited now because Madame Magenta is here. Hello! Madam Magenta, I'm Hello. delighted to welcome you to the comedy club with your strange uh, hair. Or is it hair or a hat? It's a turban, my dear. Oh, sorry. It's a toweling turban. And I think this turban uh, suggests some of your psychic qualities, perhaps. Oh, well, it does, but also just the flamboyance of my lifestyle. Uh, actually, the turban has a bit of a story behind it, because, um, uh, well, uh, can I ask a question, Arthur? Are you, are you a lonely man? Do you get lonely? I think we all get lonely sometimes. We all get lonely, don't we? And there's no shame in it, is there? We all go to the hairdressers just to feel the touch of another human hand. And some of us go rather a lot and uh, run out of hair and have to start wearing turbans, and that's essentially uh, where it came I, from. I don't really... Hardly, I go once a month, it takes three minutes. Yeah. That's what it's like for a bloke with hair, it's lovely. Yeah. And even then, really, it's not much of a haircut, it's just the same as before, so you can hardly notice. But it's a bit of a tension, isn't it? Exactly, And yeah. it makes you feel good. What did you talk about? at the hairdressers last time. Oh, just gently wept, really. Now, you do help people in your psychic way. I do, way. I do. And I believe you, you... Would you have the capability of helping me? Do we need any special lighting or music or well, crystals? some people are a bit beyond help, but we could have a go. Right, Madame Magento, so, so shall I present you with um, a, a, a something I need help with? That's, that might be a good start. Bear in mind, it doesn't always work because uh, some people um, give off the wrong energies and it blocks no, my abilities. I believe I already feel there are psychic forces in this studio. Oh, excellent, you? because some people have such miserable personalities they just block my abilities, but I can see you're not one of those. No, no, right, OK. Well, look, I want to know about the aunt that I never met. Ah, the aunt that you never met? And did you find out much about her? Merely that there was something strange involving her and a balloon. Oh, I see. Right. Let's see if she's... Oh, hmm. She is. She's you, coming through. Are you channeling her? Yes. In fact, she's standing just, just over there. She has oh. quite an, quite an old face. And I can't actually see her. Well, well, she's. Let me describe her. She's wearing Please. old clothes, and um, uh, she has a, a faint smell of, of, of mothballs about. Is that how you remember her, my dear? And oh, you never balloon. met her, did you? I only saw pictures, and she looked like she smelled of old mothballs. Yes, and she has your face, but, but uh, maybe a I bit, know. Poor a bit. Lady. Uh, more cheerful, if, if that's possible. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and what, what's what... she saying? I want to... Because I was always told that she had a message for the world, and I never knew what it was. But could she tell me her message from her beyond message the grave? Her message for the world? Well, behind well, the veil? Uh, she's very happy there, by the way. She's very happy where she is. But her message to people on the other side of the veil is... is um, uh, cotton gussets, really. You'd be amazed at how many emotional yes. problems stem from a tight pair of underpants. And that was her life's message? Yes. We're not all profound, my dear. No. People expect the dead to say interesting things, but they're just people, aren't they? Well, and it's people true. are a bit rubbish. Often when the people are alive, they never said anything interesting. Exactly. Why would they develop a personality after death? Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman. 
with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafar. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.